Hey, what up, guys? It's Julie Vance Bleek, and on today's show, we got Trev Case on the what line. What up, what up? Trev Case, what's what good? <laughs> oh, man, I'm hanging, I'm hanging. I'm in the studio right now. What's good with you? I am doing fine. Long day of uh, 9 to 5 work that we all hate. It's Monday. Hate to say it, but Monday actually really does suck. I don't know. I don't think it sucks for you, but for me, <laughs> me and everybody else, I'm like, hey, damn, no, Monday sucks. Suck. Right. Morning suck. I'm not, I'm a night person, you know. So right. More, I'm happy to be alive, though. So. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I gotta look at it. Living and breathing. That's what we're talking about. Hit a little something exactly. a little bit later. I'm joking. <laughs> so, uh, so for everybody out there that does not know and they're not familiar with you yet, this guy is obviously on the rise. It's Trev Case. I'm telling you, this guy is definitely up next. His music is insane. How old are you, and where are you from? Thank you, thank you. I'm uh, I'm 29. I'm from Alameda, California, which is in the Bay Area. Um, Shut up, Dub Nation. Outside of... Yeah, exactly. Dub yeah, Nation. I, I grew up uh, about a mile from the from the where the Warriors play and where the Raiders play. So that's uh, that's where I'm from. Is out there, right next to Oakland, Alameda, California. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Oakland and Sac Town. That's what they put their mag. I'm hey, sorry. Hey. <laughs> I bump that like every other day. I'm sorry. It just popped That's in my head. Buddy. I love buddy. that song. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Bay Area. Shout out all my people, man. My family. Definitely. So just talk a little bit more about being from Oakland because you obviously, like, I just referenced. Well, I'm, I'm not I'm not from Oakland. I'm from Alameda. Alameda. Which is a, which is a small city right next to Oakland. Right. I literally, you know, grew up a couple blocks outside of Oakland. I mean, shout out Oakland, of course. You know, my mom worked there my whole life so mm -hmm. spent a lot of time in Oakland I got a lot of friends in Oakland um and uh but yeah growing up in that area I mean I went to high school in Berkeley so I used to travel on the BART mm. from uh Fruitvale BART out to North Berkeley BART every day before wow. I ha ever had a car so I used to just kind of be out there and just you know rocking with the people and uh, I was always into music mm. I was uh making beats since shit I was like a freshman in high school so That's I was always the kid always the kid that had had some beats uh and, and yeah, man, I was just, I did a lot of moving around when I was out there, worked with a lot of uh, local artists coming up. And, um, you know, it was, it was a good time out there. You know, I'm a modern day hippie. So hey. that's where I feel like I got my vibe from because, you know, it's a lot of culture out there right. um, in the East Bay. A lot of historic stuff happened out there. And uh, it's just always been kind of ahead of the social curve as far as like, you know, everybody's real, like it's, uh, it's diverse because all the mm. different cultures are really just like mixed together. And everybody, you know, lives, all, all types of people live by each other, you know, so it's, it's not much segregation out there. Everybody's, everybody's together, so. That's what's up. So just saying, talking a little bit about that, how do you guys just uh, getting slightly, just because you said that slightly a little bit away from the music, how do you guys feel about, you know, everything that's going on right now? Just in general, does that make your community a little bit more tighter? Because like you said, there's not a lot of segregation and that's awesome to hear actually so does that make your community a little bit tighter for you guys oh of course of course and i i think you know it has a lot to do with just being open-minded mm. you know i grew up with an open mindset my whole life you mm. know, I've, I've had friends of all types since i was a baby you mm. know so it's it you learn so much from each culture coming up that you know you're just a little more you know, you're not short-sighted about things. And I think that's real important, especially in today's age, of, you know, the Trump era and everything that's going on with, with a lot of a lot of the, the police brutality stuff right. and, you know, all that, you know, it's just, right. 
I, I think I just happen to have a, a amazing open mind because of where I grew up, you know? Awesome. And then how does that actually just, just as you mentioned, you know, being exposed to so many different cultures, how does that play a part in you making music? Um, I think it definitely shows like in my music because I kind of have like a range of, of sound that I can do, you know? Mm. So I think... Um, listening to so much different music growing up from all types of people you know i had i, I grew up uh, listening to the classic you know e40 mm. and too short and mac dre and keek the sneak and that was you know on the mm. local rap side of things but then i also listened to earth wind and fire mm. and, you know al green and, and prince and you know michael jackson and that's because my mom was a, a dancer she mm. was a dance choreographer so you know she mm. she raised me on all the all the soulful Soulful classics, and then that's what's up. You know, shit, Green Day was popping back in the day, so there's that. Right. Like, that's like a totally different kind of music. That's more on the rock side. So you know, I, I just kind of I listened to all kinds of stuff back then. I think you know, growing up with like I said, so many different people from different cultures. Mm -hmm. You know, they kind of they they introduce you to a lot of different things. You know, definitely, definitely. So being that your music, it's like more or less like a blend of rap r&b and pop with a exactly. perfect mix a perfect mix of indie how do you cement your sound beyond just being influenced by those cultures like how did you get to where that is any influences uh musically for you artists it could I be think, anything yeah i think uh as far as like me as a vocalist i think um you know a big influence on me i would say was usher i listened oh, to wow. a lot of us, a lot of usher growing up mm. you know like the 8701 oh that's an um, awesome album i also listened to a lot of alicia keys mm. um i used to listen to i would say like vocally like you know the the kind of emotion that alicia keys would we use in her vocals mm -hmm. um you know i kind of took from i'm not gonna say like you know i took her swag i'm nothing mm -hmm. like like when you listen to me you're not thinking alicia keys but right. just the emotion she portrays sometimes when she hits certain notes right, that, right. I feel like that inspired you know i i tend to try to convey certain emotions in certain lines you know and um i would say as far as beats you know, I was influenced a lot by Lil John. Wow. I always, okay. I always loved, always loved Lil John. Like I used to look up to Lil John and then Pharrell also. Mm. So those were my two favorite producers. So I feel like if you listen to my music, you can kind of hear like, oh, okay, he likes the heavy 808. Like right, he right. likes, he likes it to slap. But then like you know, Pharrell, he always had like kind of a real musical side to him, and I feel like I try to somehow like you know blend that in with the slap. Right, right. Definitely. I, and you know what? Now that you point that out, I actually do recognize that. I'm like, I couldn't really put my finger on it before, but I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. This does sound a little and T slightly Pain. familiar. T and T-Pain. T-Pain was a huge influence. That was my favorite artist. Um, and I mean, he's still one of my favorite artists, 100%. So shout out T-Pain. Shout out incredible. to T-Pain. He was talking about winning some Grammys or working with Bruno Mars. So definitely... It's very progressive for you. Yeah, man. Uh, and Bruno Mars is, I love Bruno Mars. You know, my mom loves Bruno Mars. And that, it's funny because mm. that kind of is like the kind of music that I was I was raised on is what Bruno Mars is doing now. You know, he had that vintage, like, right. talk box and everything, too. Yeah, exactly. So I love that, actually. That's funny because I was hoping before he released that 24 karat uh, gold album, I was like, can somebody bring back that sort of computer love sound? Like, can we take it yeah. back to the 80s, please? And then yeah, he yeah. released it. I was like, yes! 
I can't believe it. Well, you know, you know who's doing that right now too is uh, you know that Ty Dolla Sign. Yes. The record is uh, is a real dope. Um, I was just listening to the other saying. day. Yes, I was just listening to that the other day. Yeah. I was so feeling. I don't know. I think I got a thing for that uh, late '80s, early '90s sound, especially with that uh, that uh, talk box. I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you wish. Know that's the generation, uh, you know. I, like I said, I early on I listened to music very early in my mm-hmm. in my life. So you know, I was I had a small family, and you know, for entertainment, that's what we would do. You know, my mom was a dance teacher, my sisters were dancers, and you know, I was always kind of the entertainer of the family. So you so know, then we, we gotta kick it with you, your family on Thanksgiving, because then we know we could pass <laughs> around a table and start making some beats, and everybody break out yeah. in a song and dance, man. Exactly. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Too. I love Thanksgiving. That's my favorite favorite holiday, damn near. But not for you know what it means, but just because right. I get to see my family and eat hella. Exactly. Eat hella you know. Exactly. It's not gonna stop nobody from eating. though. everybody's like, hey, yeah. Thanksgiving sucks, man. But we gonna eat this turkey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, hold on. <laughs> we what? That's funny. That's funny to tell. But one thing that I found insane with your music seriously insane the more your work ethic let's just talk about that real quick is the fact that you released 49 songs in 49 days that i was going through your soundcloud i'm like this dude is not playing any games (laughs) i was like crazy impressed i was like yo this dude is like oh my god like i couldn't like stop no problem man i just went through everything i was like damn I can't believe he did this. So what made you do the 49 songs in 49 days? Because so, yeah, so basically I was sitting in my studio and my mm. sister, she lives in LA. Um, and she, she had came by the studio and she, um, we were watching this Gary V uh, mm. video with Nipsey Hussle. And they were just talking about like, you know, today's state of music and, and kind of how like, mm. you know, the businesses nowadays and how it's kind of changing. And, uh, they were talking about how basically Gary was talking about how he thinks there's going to be an artist that's going to put a song out every day mm-hmm. um, for like a year straight, like wow. and just because it's all about content nowadays. Right. And um, and my sister was like tapping my shoulder every time you would say that, and mm-hmm. I was she was like basically saying that I could do that, and I was like, damn, you're right, like I probably could do this. So I started doing a record every day. Now I stopped at 49 because I started to realize that. I was so focused on just making sure I had a record out every right. day that I wasn't focused on all the other important things that come along with being an artist. And that's, you know, marketing and branding and getting your stuff out there and expanding. Cause you know, if I was just already hella popping, might be right. a different story. I'm, I'm gonna have a huge team that could just, you know, do all the things I need them to do. And we're gonna have a crazy budget, but you know, right. at this point I'm independent. Of course I have people on my team. I have a team, but you know, mm-hmm. it's just a little different situation. So really i decided that to continue it wouldn't be the best idea for what i was going through at the mm-hmm. time you know what i'm saying i thought 49 was impressive i was like shit right i think this is dope i think i got my point across because what i wanted to do was basically um basically i wanted to just expand people's awareness of what i was doing i right. felt like i had all these dope records I had I had a record with Young Thug that had just dropped with Ti and Hustle Gang mm. and Young Dro's. Uh, it, it came out through uh, Hustle Gang on right. their album, and um, so I was real excited about that. And um, 
so I just was like, I want to capitalize like on, on on my movement. I want to, mm. you know, I want to get people to know because people didn't even know I had that record out. Right. You know? Like, and and I have a record called I Was Broke that was doing real good. Mm. Got some pretty good numbers on Spotify and Apple and you know SoundCloud and stuff. And a lot of fans been hitting me up about that record. So basically, I was like, man, I need to give them more stuff. Like, right. I need to keep putting out records. It was a bit of an overload, you know. I'm not gonna lie because realistically like someone doesn't check in every single day like on 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 music you know they they do it when they can people got jobs people got other artists there too um and Man, i just realized like people checking on instagram every day i think they could check in on soundcloud every day <laughs> i mean you know but realistically yeah. you know i'm just saying basically mm. i realized i didn't want to keep doing it right like i I really liked it. It was hella fun, and it was a challenge. I mean, I had to really bust my ass. Right. Um, but luckily, I got good producers around me. I got people that I collab with on making the songs um, that wanted to see me win. So it was fun. You know, it was great. Definitely. What if you did like fifty-six songs? Uh, what is it? Damn, not fifty-six songs. Fifty-two songs. <laughs> fifty-two <laughs> songs in fifty-two weeks. Would that be a little bit easier? Because I think what you, even what you did with the forty-nine songs. I'm telling you, that's crazy impressive. That's more than what Chris Thank Brown you. put on his uh his double triple album that he put out, and that was <laughs> a lot to go you. through Thank too, you. man. I <laughs> think course. the other thing is too, you know, it's funny. I, I actually think that would be an easier rate to go at is uh you know 52 songs a year, right? Uh, once a week. Um, I think that would be dope. I think I realized though, like I'm more of an artist who wants to put together like really dope ass bodies of work right. and like when you look back you can go through those albums you know it's like when you go through Kanye West catalog you go it, wow like right. those are all very well put together things and I think only being able to spend so much time on the records doing putting them out so often I wasn't able to you know get the mix and master exactly how right. I want to do it because I'm mixing my own stuff I record my own stuff I mix all my own stuff I put all my own stuff together like you know I'm kind of I take that Dr. Dre approach to the whole situation. Right. Um, so I feel like, you know, that's just, I figured out kind of what artist I'm going to be and what I'm, you know, headed to. Even though I, I really appreciate that 49 songs in 49 mm -hmm. days, I think it just, you know, I kind of, it was an experience. It's a learning experience, you know? Definitely, definitely. And I think, part of uh, the journey. Exactly. I think most of your fans could definitely appreciate that as well i know i did i was like damn this is crazy but <laughs> out of yeah, i'm trying to get more people to see it right for sure more people to come across because people definitely do once they realize like oh man that's that was that was dope you know yeah and so. you ain't come to play no games all i just saw was samurai <laughs> swords when you when i still went through the whole thing i'm like he's taking people's heads off with this whole 49 it was insane to just see, and I'm super impressed. Anybody that's a real music fan out there will be thoroughly impressed. They're like, wow, it's unbelievable, Thank seriously. Thank you, I, I really appreciate that. Bro. Of course, no lies spoken over here for sure. But out of those 49 songs, which song that you created did you enjoy making most? Um, I would say out of all the records, which one did I have? most fun making the most let me see let me look at uh yeah shout out my boy Shona he's my partner up here at the studio he uh he's a really dope producer you should look him up sometimes he did slow down by Clyde Carson that was a pretty dope song that uh came out 
Definitely. Well, a couple of years ago, he's done some stuff for like Neo. He's worked with DJ Mustard. Jeez, shout out Shonuff real quick, everybody. Yeah, he's dope. He's dope. Okay, oh, so I do I'm know Shonuff. Yes, I do. Yeah, he's dope, man. The spelling he's is def- different, right? I'm sorry. It's uh, S-H-O-N-U-F. Yes, I knew it. I was like, wait a minute. I had to like hit me real quick. When you started dropping the um, artist off, I'm like a weird person. I look at producers, engineers, background vocals when I'm looking hey, up a song. Dope. I mean, you appreciate the yeah. whole movie, you know? I'm like, so I would say I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at the songs. I would say probably the song I had the most fun recording was this song called Roof Roof, which is actually like one of more of my rap songs. Right. Um, which Show Enough actually produced. And I would say I had hella fun recording that record because I literally freestyled that whole shit. No and way. I was hella drunk, like <laughs> hella shattered. And actually, um, I actually made that record and I was working with G Easy one day and he actually was putting a verse onto that. But I don't think we ever finished it that night because we got, uh, we ended up making some other records too. But mm-hmm. I think that record just has a certain energy that really uh, is a special energy, even though that's probably the most slept on record because it's not really typically my, my regular style because right. I'm like more rapping on there. But I think that was like probably the funnest I had. Like I was just, it was just fun. It was like, Definitely. I like the honesty behind that too, by the way. Most people are like, yeah, I, that's my favorite record. And then they just kind of leave it. You're like, listen, this happened that night. This happened that night. This is exactly why it was my favorite record, man. <laughs> I just remember my boys and everybody that was in the studio was just like hella hype. Cause it was like a high energy. You know, we love, we love the 808 bass, you know. That's one thing about being from the Bay, you know, growing up on Too Short all those records that were coming right. out out there it's all heavy 808 so when it's slap it's slap definitely know? and i think your your fans will appreciate the the insight behind the details uh, yeah. that you put into your songs that's for sure so uh for me personally my favorite song was uh coming home it's it's giving oh, me that no. 90s <laughs> that 90s type vibe lyrically at least like when i was listening to it i was like Yo, this is kind of taking me back to the 90s, and I really enjoyed that. So if you had to pick one artist from the 90s to write with, who would it be? Artist from the 90s who I'd write with? Hmm. Like, meaning, like, make a record with? Or yeah, more make like a full make record. A record with, okay, so, like, if it was me and them, right. that record. Um... That's a good question. Yeah, I was like, this is a good one. That's a good, because I want to make sure that I really feel like 100% about my answer. Right. I would say from the 90s, Tupac. I mean, 100%. That was my favorite favorite artist, so I'd say Tupac. That's dope. I would have loved to do a record, like, in the same vein as him and John B's record that they had. You You were taking it back. I appreciate you. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's crazy because I feel like a lot of people really like I feel like people know that he was a poet, but they don't get like he was a beast poet. Like just oh, he was crazy. Everything he was, like he was crazy good. He was crazy good. It was it was next level. I, I he was one of my big influences. Like I had two older sisters, so you know, growing up in the nineties, I was that's all we heard was Tupac. Right. I mean, like I said, you know, I grew up a couple blocks outside of East Oakland, so Tupac was huge, was huge right. in the 90s in Oakland, you know? Everybody loved Pac. 
Absolutely. They still love him to this day, and that's the best thing about him. He's timeless. So I know that you're definitely going to be timeless, and I'm expecting you to be timeless, Mr. Case. I appreciate that. <laughs> so what can we expect from you this year? Any tours, any shows, any appearances? You said you had the yes. uh, Young Joe uh, track, so we'll be on the lookout for that. If anybody wasn't familiar, that's already out. So just keep on the lookout for well, it. Yeah, it's a, it's a Hustle Gang. It's, it's under It was released through Hustle Gang, which mm -hmm. is um, the group over there with T.I. Right. And um, it was like a big collaborative album. You know, it's a bunch of artists that are doing their thing on there. And um, the one I just happened to do was uh, was me and T.I. and Young Dro mm -hmm. and uh, Young Thug. And, um, but yeah, man. So check out Hustle Gang. That, sure. that project, dope. Super dope. Check out everything on there, not just my track, too. Right, definitely. How did that actually come about for you to um, do that collaboration? I had a manager that uh, was very close to T.I. And um, and they had done business together before. So mm -hmm. he had sent over some records that I did. And then we ended up flying to Atlanta and playing him some records in person. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, the dream was there, too, that same day. It was a pretty crazy day. Like, I flew into Atlanta. I got in the studio with T.I. I, I uh, played him played him like a bunch of records mm. the funny thing was like the first records that i played him like i just played him what i thought he would want to hear so mm. i didn't know that he was like getting into like a dip kind of a different a little bit different zone than what i had imagined right um so i was like yo play me what you're working on so when i heard what he was playing i was like oh i get why you didn't pick none of the records that i just played so mm. then i played him this other one and that was this record called switching lanes which is a record i have a video with uh with ti and, mm. and big crit and that came out on his uh so last solo album called uh, us or else and um so that's when that all got linked up so we ended up making that record and um you know i ended up making a bunch of records i probably got like 10 records with with tip and and his whole camp over there that's impressive um, but you know how it is you know um and people make so many records you right know, so you never know which ones are actually going to get you um, so there was a record that I had made a beat and then I had a hook done mm. for that I had sent him later down the line and uh, he ended up doing it with uh, yeah, Thug and Thug and Dro. Wow, definitely. And you know what's um, actually interesting about all of this is that you were able to at least kind of just to go a little bit back in the story, you know, meet the dream. Were you able to actually work with him or that just was he was just happened to be there at that time? Well, we were at Tricky Stewart's compound in Atlanta, so mm. the, you know, Dream and Tricky were right. really close, and um, so they were in the studio next to us. And um, so he had came in there, and, and I think he thought Chip was in there, and it was just me and my boy who mm. lived in Atlanta at the time that I was staying with when I was out there. And so you know, I'm I'm a huge Dream fan. Right. I, honestly, to be honest, like the Dreams up there with T Pain for me, as far as like inspiration, I really should have said him too. Um, he's another beast too. Most he's people sleep beast. <laughs> Yeah, so it was funny. He came in and and I was like, oh, what's up, man? What's up, I'm Trev. Like, you know, I introduced myself and my boy. And, and I was like, man, let me, let me play you some stuff. And he was like, all right, cool. So I played him some stuff and he was like, oh, I'm digging. Like, I'm digging what you're doing. This is hard. Like, I fuck with this. And I was like, man, what you working on? He was looked at me and was like, come on, man. What, what am I not working on, man? Right. Like, like, and I, it was just funny. It was one of those moments like, yeah, you're right. Like, you're, you're, he was like, nah, but he was like, nah, but for real, like Beyonce right now. 
I was like, oh, okay, wow. So then when we started making the record, me and Tip, he actually came in the studio and was like, you know, when Tip was in the booth, he was sitting out there with me at the desk and shit and like kind of giving his two cents on certain stuff. And, you know, just being, you know, being the homie coming through right. and just giving his opinion on, on, the whole, on the whole shit. So it was dope. But I just remember my manager was like, um, Yo, dream in the hall, man. He said he fucks with this shit, man. Come on, man. We on. <laughs> right. I hope you excited, too. <laughs> so it, it was a dope day. Definitely epic day. Living legends at your mess. You get to at least, you know, be around, and that energy had to have been insane. Like, it had to no, be creatively insane. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was very inspiring. Very Definitely. inspiring. So this is my favorite part of the show where your fans can get to know you a little bit better. It's called okay, Five Fast cool. Facts, but this is Five Fast Facts about Trav Case. So give them something. I feel like you gave one earlier, uh, but you can, whatever you feel in your heart to share. Okay, that you feel fast comfortable. facts. <laughs> five uh, Fast Facts. <laughs> okay, Five Fast Facts. All right, one, I love Hennessy. That's Ooh. my favorite drink is Hennessy. Are you but black man. on the low? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm me. I don't know how to explain it. I just, like I said, I grew up, grew up with a lot of, di- uh, with a lot of different cultures, right. you know. So it's just like I'm everything. Right, right. Um, but yeah. So fast fact, I love Hennessy. Hennessy, number um, one. You know, I like, I like hitting the sauna. I'm not gonna lie. That's oh, like awesome. my, one of my favorite things to do. I'm a pretty big stoner. Mm. Um, very big stoner. That's three. I'm a modern. I'm a modern day hippie. You know, I'm very, I'm very spiritual. Yeah, I'm very spiritual, and mm-hmm. you know, like I'm very open minded, and um, you know, I'm not really a hella materialistic mm. person. You know, I, of course, I'm, I'm obsessed with my music uh, yeah. equipment. You know, that that side of materialistic stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, and then outside of that, another fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what's another fun fact. Uh, I have an old school pickup that's a 74 step side that I love. It's orange. Wow. And it's the uh, same pickup my pops used to pick me up from school in. That's so it's dope. Yeah, so I, I, my pops used really into uh, old school cars and shit, so I have mm-hmm. a taste for that. And, um, you fulfilled all everything. five, man. That's everything. Yes, yes. You did the, I yes. think you're the only artist that did it that fast. Like you literally those are the first things like, that came to my right. mind, like, like, like a Snapple fact. Those are all right. Snapple facts. <laughs> literally all Snapple facts. Every anybody that's out there that you know, I don't want to encourage the stands because I think being a stand is not. I think it is a bad thing, but there's some people that really love the artist, and there's some people that go overboard. But for the in betweeners, now you got to know Trav Case a little bit better. So there hey. you have it. Hey, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I appreciate Trav, the opportunity, too. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate getting to know you. This was a really cool conversation to have, and I hope your fans out there and everybody listening right now enjoys this conversation. This guy is super dope. He's up next. Please, please, please go to his SoundCloud. He will be up on the station for 24 hours. Some of his music, you will be able to click the link to buy, support, subscribe, whatever. It's on all platforms. We will have that for you for a full 24-hour rotation. Trav Case, thank you so much again. Hey, thanks a lot. I had a, a great time with you, too, and uh, I appreciate you. And it was good meeting you, too, over the phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to know you. <laughs> we'll meet in person, that's for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Let me-